0: The following podcast is sponsored by you. If you'd like to donate to help us continue providing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there, please use the link in the show notes for this episode. Proceeds from your donations will be used to pay for hosting fees, which are the most expensive ongoing part of providing this show. Thank you in advance, and Go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host, George Templeton, talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George.
1: All right, those of you out in podcast land, thank you for listening to Rams Rewind. If you like what you hear, drop us a little money in the old tip jar on PayPal or use the link in the description. We really appreciate it when you do. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting this podcast. We love doing it myself and my uh, and my producer. And I got to say, it was interesting to, to, to watch this game after listening to it because listening to it, uh, I just was not very happy with a lot of the things I was hearing, a lot of the things I that, that, that I thought was happening during the game. The first half really wasn't good. I will say I thought there were a lot of meritorious things in the second half that that certainly had me walking away from this very narrow victory over Kennesaw State feeling a lot better than what I thought. And and before we get to the bad stuff, let's let's start with the let's start with the good things. You know, in our in the very in the different game threads in the VCU good and the bad and the ugly group. Uh, and I didn't participate this one, much in this one today because I was working at the time. You know the the, the the big one of the big issues. And by the way, you should be part of the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group uh, because we 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 have a lot of good we have a lot of fun during these game threads, and we talk a lot about There was a lot of good basketball insight coming from a lot of the commenters. One of the big things that that was talked about is the lack of a go to guy. We really don't have a go-to guy at times, and it's really tough. And I think in the last pod I was saying, well, you know, it could change game by game. I mean, we'll see what happens and if it can be a consistent thing, but I think Jaden Nunn really established that tonight. Now, he kind of had an Allen Houston-type game. Look up that, that one up, kids out there, if you don't know who Allen Houston is. But he had 24 points tonight, shot the ball fantastic, would have liked to see him do a little better on the free throws, but he was 8-12 from the foul line. Did – does put VCU ahead for the first time in the game with two free throws. And he was just – I mean, his his jumper was so nice tonight, but he was creating for himself. And there was a couple of times when he got – when he got – when he got set up nicely by, by Zeb Jackson or somebody else. But I think if you're looking – if you're talking about a gay, go-to person – even when Ace comes back, it can be Jaden Nunn. I just want to. I just want to see him get back to working off the ball as excellently as he did in the early part of his freshman year, and I think we did see some of that tonight. So that that's the number one. That was the number one positive out of this. The number two positive for me was Zeb Jackson, uh, not just with the clutch free throws late and being five or six from the foul line, you know, three critical assists. In the second half, for him, on on both of Nunn's made threes in the second half, Jackson's passing him the ball. One of them, he's driving in, makes you know he's driving in. He's he's about to drive himself into a maybe a blind alley. He sees none in the corner, whips a great pass to him. None drains it, uh, and then of course the big one to Brandon Johns late that Brandon Johns dunked home. I mean Jackson. Makes another great drive to the basket, but he, but you know what, you know, unlike some of the other games when I was, you know, fiercely critical of this team's lack of ability to pass to each other to make the extra pass. I think, I think Zeb Jackson is driving, and it's in his mind to dump it to Brandon Johns all the way. He just needs the defense to do what he wants it to do to give him that lane to pass it. it he manipulates the defense exactly how he wants. He drops it off to Johns perfectly john's you know just hammers at home that was a really great play and it's and those are the kind of plays we really needed those plays against memphis but that's the kind of play we need even when ace comes back that's the when we're that team we can be really really good in the first half we weren't that team and it was really abysmal um you know david shriver hits his first three-point attempt uh, and that's the only three he's hit, and and that's one of those and and one of the things you got to say, you know, David Shriver's in a slump right now. You know, he was brought in as the, as 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 the as to be the main three point shooter one of the main three point shooters on this team. Well, he was five of thirteen his first two games. That's about thirty eight percent. That's not too bad. He's five of his last twenty two over the last four games. So uh, somebody tweeted out a picture. On on uh, of him after the game working working on a shot with a coach bless him for doing it Uh, and that's and he's I mean I don't know how else he can get out of this slump he's in but it's tough right now and it's just it felt like other than that first three pointer when he he zigged when he should have zagged he put the ball on the floor and got an offensive foul and that and he needed to do that even though he even though that took away his confidence to do that, I kind of feel like that's what he needs to do to 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 get to get himself to get himself uh, back on track is he just needs to see the ball go in the basket and that means maybe once in a while, maybe more than once in a while he needs to he needs to take the ball take the to take the ball, take the ball and drive in. And flipping and and just get a layup or something to get himself back going, but that first half it was brutal to listen to and it sounded bad and it looked bad I mean except for Jaden Nunn you know with his 12 points and six of them at the foul line I mean they they should have they could have been well out of this game they could have absolutely been well out of this game they had, they had they had three assists in the first half you know you just you can't you can't win doing that. Three assists in the first half, so it's like even though they had only six turnovers, it was they only end up with twenty eight points. It was a terrible half offensively, you know. Seven field goals made, that was it. And I mean, let's see here, because and of course the seventh comes at the buzzer. Zeb Jackson, and that ended up being you know huge in the game. Zeb Jackson gets a steal, and and plays it perfectly versus the clock, and keeps his composure and lays it in. That was a great play by Zeb Jackson. But, I mean, that 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 field goal, that field goal, I think, because I'm going through the play-by-play now, you know, the, 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 I mean, I think that broke a run of about two field goals or one field goal in about seven or eight minutes, it felt like. It was just – they just could not they, – they just could not buy a basket to save their life. It was, it was, it was absolutely brutal. In that first half. I'm going back now. Yeah, they made, they, before that field goal by Jackson at the end of the half, they had made one field goal in nine minutes. And, and, it and they just, they looked discombobulated. Again, it was, it was, a lot of it was a continuation of what you saw against Memphis. And 34-28, it didn't look good. And at various points in the second half, it didn't look good. And I gotta tell you, if I was a Kennesaw State fan, I'd be furious that they lost this game. <laughs> I would be furious because they left not only did they leave a lot of points on the floor with, you know, untimely passes. They, you know, they had a they had a break and blew, they blew a they blew a fast break with a terrible alley oop The sort of thing I've seen, I used to see VCU do a few times last year. It really just got my goat. So many second chances they didn't take advantage of. I mean, that's the other thing. You think about this game. You know, Kennesaw State dominates on the offensive boards 14 to 8 and ends up plus 8 uh, overall in rebounding. They only end up 8 to 7 on second chance points. I mean, that's that's not all that dissimilar from what VCU did against Memphis. And that would have just driven me bananas. If I was a Kennesaw State fan, because there's just there's no way they should have lost this game. Really, there is absolutely no way they should have lost this game, but they did because and, may, and mainly because of two things. One, they left they left so many points on the floor where they had great situations they didn't score from, and two, nine of eighteen from the foul line. And and you know, VCU missed plenty themselves. They they also missed nine free throws. The difference is. They got 15 more attempts. And one of the things I, I looked at, and this is a, this is a massive departure because I don't remember this being the case most years. Maybe the Bones Highland year it was, but it just kind of blew my mind. VCU as a team, I clicked back to it. They have gone to the line 61 more times than their opponents through six games. That is incredible. That's ten more. For, that's averaging ten more free throws than their opponents a game. Good gravy. And just looking at the numbers and just thinking back in my mind, it was probably only the Memphis game where the other team went to the foul line more than them. But it's 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 absolutely incredible. 157 free throws shot to 96, and it's and it's the thing that saves them here. They end up outscoring. Kennesaw stayed at the foul line by 15. I remember we've watched this team for many years not only get outscored sometimes badly from the three-point line, but badly at the foul line too, and now it's the opposite, and it's and it's bailed them out here. Other thing too, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. that Shriver 3 is the only one they made in the first half. They won for 10. So guess what happened in the second half? Not only does VCU shoot the ball well, but they kind of get back to something that they did last year, which is they were way more selective from the three-point line. Three for six. That is it. In a half where they shoot 11 to 20 from the field. So there you go. I mean, that's the thing. Shriver's got to get out of his funk eventually, and they got to shoot the ball from three better than what they are. But look at what they did in the second half. They were, they were were They made sure – to be a lot more judicious and a lot more selective, and it absolutely made a huge difference for him. So you you just got to you just got to tip your cap on that end uh, for for uh, for the Rams there that, that 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 they did that so well. Um, and and so this was a frustrating game to listen to. Strangely enough, it was less frustrating to watch because again, I think there's a there were a lot of good things in the second half. Out of, out of VCU and some, you know, some clutch plays down the stretch and, and I'll tell you something else. So let's go to the last play. So they're, they're driving down there, down one Kennesaw state burden goes around. I think it's the Robinson screen and, and none's gotten caught up. Robinson does a great job. And he was a, he was a real load on uh Deloach today. I'll tell you Deloach, Deloach is strong like bull, but them guys that are thick have given him problems and Robinson gave him a problem today. So Robinson's got Deloach on him and effectively picks, picks fricking none off and uses Deloach to pick him off as well. And I'm thinking Burden's. if I'd have been watching it live, I'm like, I would have been cussing because I would have thought burden was going to score for sure. I've asked, Ed Nixon, who did the game, and of course, as usual, did a fantastic job, and he hasn't responded yet on Twitter. But I asked him why – because what I don't get from Burden is why he went the reverse. Because to me, it looked like he had, the, he had the normal layup. And if he goes for the normal layup, he probably gets fouled and has two free throws to win the game for him. But he goes for the reverse layup. Brandon Johns defends it beautifully. Doesn't, doesn't lean – Straight up in the air, and 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 credit the refs for not calling the foul because I'm sure they, a lot of the refs would have called it, and I'm sure the Kansas State people like why wasn't a foul? Terrell Burden jumps right into him. Brandon Johns did a great job there. I don't know why Burden didn't go for the normal layup and went for the reverse, but Johns could not have played that any better. That was terrific. And Zeb gets the rebound, nails two free throws, and they win. Because again, it would have been even if Kennesaw State turns out to be pretty decent in the A Sun, and I think there's reasons to think that they will. That still would have probably been a fairly damaging loss at home. And they and they managed to and, and they managed to sneak away in spite of the fact that Jameer Watkins gets hurt and only plays you know five minutes and fifty five seconds, um, and ended up with the worst with, with the worst plus minus on on the team, oddly enough and they gave get away with it despite the fact that once again they struggled shooting the three ball even though they were very they were much better in the second half and you know more turnovers than assists which has been a bit, which has been an issue with with Ace balling out and has got to get better i mean before i watched the game i thought i was going to come on here and say you know what this this whole season's going to hinge on ace and a lot of it does cuz at times, this looked like a bottom half of the conference team. No question about it. And they need ace one back badly. But in that second half, there were the green shoots of things that can get this team right. You know, Zeb Jackson and some of the plays he made, some of the assists he made, and the big free throws. Jaden Nunn's ability to create and draw fouls. My God, he drew 10 fouls tonight. On flipping Kennesaw State so you know they got in the bonus fairly early in both halves and took advantage of it and and that's one of the reasons they won this game you know Nick Kern's defense and Nick Kern that's the other thing so Nick Kern you know last minute of the game he's in there you know he's he's allegedly arguably in there for his defense but he gets the ball misses the shot and goes hard for that rebound and they were mad about it but Nick Kern beat him to the spot and he was fouled. And he only made one of two, but it did give VCU the lead for good at 62-61. But that was a great play by Nick Kern. You know, he doesn't get the first shot, but he, but he hustles and he thinks, hey, I've got to go for this just in case it doesn't go in. And he puts himself in the position and he gets fouled. That was that was terrific. You know, out Fats Phillips' defense. I'll tell you what you know it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of games but depending on the kind of lineups they face you might want to you might want to have for like your defensive specialist lineup like say it's the last you know 15 20 seconds the other team's got the ball and it's either, and they're anywhere from down 3 points to tied you know maybe billups kern and ace on the floor especially if you're up against a team with some really good guards that would be a hell of a defensive team because I, I, one of the things I really came away impressed with was Fats Billups' defense. He got a little overeager a couple times, but that'll happen with a freshman. But that's a guy that likes playing defense and relishes it. And there was some dog in him on that end of the floor, and I really enjoyed that. Really, really enjoyed that. And I, and and kudos by the way. You know, we said how Robinson kind of took Jalen Deloach's lunch money a little bit, certainly in the first half. You know, Jalen Deloach – because I think at halftime, Jalen Deloach – yeah, Jalen De, Deloach De, De had no points in two boards. Thoroughly and utterly ineffective. And, I mean, it isn't going to – it isn't going to, you know, wow anybody six points in the second half and five boards. But Jalen Deloach De made a big difference. He got an assist as well. Three blocks, two. You know, Jalen Deloach really made a big difference for this team in the second half. So, all in all – it's funny because again, listening to the game, I was really unhappy, and I thought I was going to be jumping on here tonight saying, "Man, Ace, you got to stay healthy. You can't get in foul trouble because if you do, we're screwed." And that's that's the way I felt for most of this game. But I saw a lot of positive things in the second half that I do think this team can hold on to, and I do think that this team, you know, Ace is probably going to be back Wednesday against Vanderbilt. But if he isn't for whatever reason, you know some of the things they did in the second half uh, can get them right. Uh, f- for can get them right even without Ace on the floor. A couple other things want to praise Josh Banks. You know four for four from the foul line. Came up with some big free throws. A lot of the people in the in the thread were frustrated. He didn't play more, and I can understand that. Sixteen minutes. Uh, really liked really liked uh, Josh Banks' con- contributions today as well. So, you know, that, there'll be people that will look at this result and say, you should have lost to Kennesaw State. VCU doesn't cover the spread yet again. This is a buy game at home and you're only scraping by. And all that's true. All that's true. Uh, I uh, I understand why people will feel that way about that. And and they won't and they won't they'll look at that final score and they'll look at the box score and say, that was not a good performance. It wasn't, but I really do think I really do think in the second half uh I really do think in the second half there was a lot of good things uh that they did. And I just I want to praise I want to praise them for that because I do think that you know they've been I mean, you look at that Memphis game and how poor that performance was. And then the first half of this game, it was a continuation of that. And I'm just hoping that maybe they're pulling themselves out of it with this second half. I mean, the first 30 minutes against Arizona State was really good. And then the next, you know, what was it? The last 10, the whole 40 and the first 10 of this one weren't. But maybe they're going to pull themselves out of it. And, of course, if they get ace back, that's really going to help on Wednesday against – uh Vanderbilt so by the way so that's so that's next game Wednesday I am working let's all cross our fingers and toes myself included that if I can get off early enough and get to the television to watch it because it's on CBS Sports Network that uh that I'll be able to do a live pod with everybody in a live video after the game because I do miss doing those uh but that's you know that's the situation is I'm working that day and I'm working the Saturday against Temple That's at 1 p.m., so that's definitely not happening uh, in all likelihood, sadly. But I'll cross my fingers and toes on that. This is a win that they can build. um, Believe it or not, this is a win they can build off on going into those next two games. And it's absolutely crucial that they win them both. Let's, Let's also be clear about that. One's a power five. One's on the road against Temple, who's been up and down, but they did beat Villanova on that floor. And it could end up being a pretty decent win if they can get it, and and but they need to win both these games because then they have the big home stand the rest of December there at home which takes them you know through the end of non conference play into the start of conference play, and they, and this is when they got to get rolling. This is when they got to get rolling. You know, we we talked about it on on Sunday that they've had losses as bad as the Memphis one before, and they responded. Well, this has got to be the beginning of a long winning streak if VCU is going to do anything this season, because because they're going to be favor they won't be favored against they probably won't be favored at Temple or it'll be fifty fifty, you know Vanderbilt's a toss up, but if they can win these next two, then they need to be gathering some momentum as we go into the twenty twenty three part of this season because because you know they've 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 stubbed their toe a little bit the Arizona State loss just rankles you. The Memphis game was an opportunity that they just simply they just simply didn't turn up and it was disappointing. But if Ace is back Wednesday and they can find a way to win that game, win the Temple game, then they can start, they can maybe get on a roll here and 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 take that into conference play and they need to do that. So that's it. I want to thank everybody out in Podcast Land for listening. As I said, if you want to drop a little dinero in our pockets because you like the podcast. There's a link in the description. I think there's a tip jar on Podbean. We really appreciate it uh, when you do that. We'll shout you out if, we, if, if, uh, if you do that. So thank you all for, for listening. Uh, look forward to hopefully talking to you Wednesday night or Thursday, depending on when you uh, hear it after hopefully a big win and a second consecutive win over Vanderbilt. Have a good night, everybody
0: to submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com We'll be back after the next game and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.